Today, we present our fifth installment of our player season evaluation series. On today's episode, we will be talking all things John Klingberg and talk about his 21-22 season. We'll talk about the best parts of his year, talk about the areas on the ice where he struggled, as well as some distractions he had to deal with. We'll also talk about what his future looks like as it pertains to the 22-23 season. All coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Stars fans, welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Thursday, May 26th. And wherever you are listening, I hope you are doing well. Thank you for tuning into the show, whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener. Thank you for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. I do hope that you will consider subscribing to our show, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you guys for the continued support. You know we are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. But without any further hesitation, let's get right into today's episode covering all things John Klingberg. And I'm wanting to make this video now because... As many of you probably know, it's just kind of a, a well-known fact, I guess, around the Dallas Stars world is we don't know if John Klingberg will be in a victory green sweater next season. Uh, at this point of recording this, there's still a lot of speculation about his future with the team, whether or not he will be coming back to continue to play for the Dallas Stars or if he will be exploring other options. We'll dive into that a little bit later, but I wanted to make this now while he is still fully a member of this Dallas Stars franchise and talk about the season that he had. And man, this was a doozy of a season for many players on this team, but especially John Klingberg. His 2021-2022 campaign was an odd one. It's one of the weirdest ones to have to review and look at um, because I feel like it's easy to say that John Klingberg maybe underperformed this season or maybe that he fell short of the expectations that many Stars fans, maybe even including myself, had for him just because we've expected him to be this phenomenal player year in and year out, which he traditionally has been for this Dallas Stars franchise. He's been very good. He's been very reliable. He's been very consistent. And we thought that that's what we were going to get this past year for John Klingberg. And it's weird because, and we're going to talk about it here. We're going to break it down. That's what this episode is for. But he was just all over the place this year for John Klingberg. He came into this season healthy and ready to go, as most of the Stars roster did after a brutal 2021 season. John Klingberg comes in, but then he gets injured in the first game of the season at Madison Square Garden against the New York Rangers. He then misses a few games after that. I believe the next game he played in was in early November against the Columbus Blue Jackets on the road. Um, and, and then he was back pretty consistently after that. John Klingberg didn't miss, miss too much more time, too many more games after that sequence. I don't even remember what the injury was. I want to say it was something upper body because I think he took a hit kind of behind the goal. 
This is all the way back in October. So my memory, I feel like it's pretty good, but it's not that good uh, to remember specific injuries because hockey players get injured and hit left and right. But I do remember he did leave that game, um, but then he came back um, and, you know, he went on to have a fairly efficient season. If you just look at his career stats um, across all the seasons that he's been in the NHL, this one doesn't, it's kind of in the middle. It's not really an outlier in that it was way better than pre- previous seasons. It's not really an outlier in the sense that it was worse. Um, And one of the best things about John Klingberg, and it feels weird saying this because the power play definitely did not have some great moments this season. John Klingberg was a huge part of the success that the power play did have at one point in the year. He had 209 minutes and 54 seconds of time on ice while the Dallas Stars were on the power play. Um, I believe that was second most on the team. And then he ranked pretty highly in a lot of power play stats for the Dallas Stars. I'm about to read off a bunch of numbers, so bear with me, but these are all very important to evaluate the season that John Klingberg had. He had 19 power play assists, which was a team best 20 power play points in total, which was fourth on the team. And then the rest of these stats I'm about to read off, he was the second best, and I believe all of them, uh, the only person he's behind is Joe Pavelski. Corsi 4, he was 348. 248 Fenwick 4, Corsi 4. All kinds of shots, whether they're blocked, missed, on net, saved, or they go in. Fenwick 4 is all unblocked shots. So 38 Corsi 4, 284 Fenwick 4, uh, 348 Corsi 4. I'm pretty sure I said the wrong number there. Um, 384. 228 scoring chances for on the power play. That was second best on the team. And 108 high danger chances for second best on the team as well all of those on the power play and so while the power play definitely was weaker in the second half of the season when it was at its best in the early runnings of the season for the stars team john klingberg was a huge part of it he was racking up those assists one of the biggest criticisms against him which we'll dive into a little bit later was that his goal scoring numbers were down which they've never just been insane i mean he's never just been a high volume goal scorer i think the most he's had in a season is like 13 um, but still, I think that that's something that you can definitely be critical of or say you, we wish we could have seen more of that from John this season is his goal scoring. But he was still finding a ways to be effective with the Stars offense, especially when the team was on the man advantage. But even if you look at five on five numbers, he was top three in several different categories. Shots for Fenwick for Corsi for. So he was being an active player, and I think what it boils down to with John Klingberg this past year is that maybe he didn't give us the numbers that we wanted to see, but he was st- it wasn't because of a lack of trying. You know, John Klingberg was going out there night in and night out, fighting through whatever injury he had in the early stages of the season and continuing to play hard, continuing to at least attempt to generate looks. I mean, throwing the puck at the net, setting up teammates with assists, whether it's on the power play or five on five. He ended up finishing with a decent amount of assists. I believe he was uh, one of the higher scoring defensemen on this team. Of course, Miro Haskin missed a good amount of time with Mono. Uh, and then the rest of the competition, not too stiff for a guy like John Klingberg in terms of scoring. But he was really generating his opportunities. And I think at times they just weren't going through. And that's somewhat the story of this Stars team at points in the year is that they were generating good looks on offense. They had their opportunities to score goals, but they were either hitting the post or they ran into a really solid goalie who was having a good night or they just weren't quite connecting on their shots. And that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes, unfortunately. And I think John Klingberg was the you know, uh, anti-beneficiary um, of those scenarios, which is just unfortunate because like I said, he's had some seasons where he's been a pretty effective scorer as a defenseman and I've always I always think he's been more of an offensive defenseman kind of a similar and definitely not as 
you know, big of numbers or as effective, but also different generations, similar to Sergei Zuboff. Um, of course, Zuboff played in an era where I think offense was a lot easier to come by, and we saw a lot more inflated offensive numbers. But Klingberg still kind of has that same style uh, where he can run kind of the point guard position, if you will, on the power play. I think Klingberg continues to do that at a high level. Um, the power play just had so many different issues that were not all specifically on John Klingberg. It was a little bit of everyone that has to take accountability for the fault in the power play that we saw continually with this team throughout the second half of the season. But overall, John Klingberg quietly had a really nice season for this Stars team in terms of at least trying to be effective. Um, I, I think that he put forth some really good efforts night in and night out, and some nights it showed on the score sheet, some night. I think there was a game against Edmonton where he had three assists and, you know, he did get his fair share of goals this season. I think he only had like six on the year, not too many, but overall, um, I think it, this was maybe not a raging success, but a successful season for John Klingberg, uh, despite what some of the numbers, initial numbers that you see might tell you. But we will continue to talk about John Klingberg and talk about some of the adversity that he faced this past season, because there was quite a bit of it. And we'll talk about all of it after a quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar and their new products, Built Bar Granola Bars. Built Granola Bars come in three unbelievable flavors, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. You want to try all three flavors? You can get a mixed box at Built.com right now. These are so different from Built Bars and Built Bar Puffs. Built Granola Bars are loaded with granola, and it's the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. But just like the bars and puffs, these babies are packed with protein and, of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. With only 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar, Built Granola Bars will change your world. Built has cracked the code to better granola. They're the perfect healthy snack to pack in your lunch or take on the road or eat as a snack. You can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. And we're jumping back into this Thursday episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for stopping by and for making us your first listen of the day. For your next listen, be sure to check out the Locked on Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast at. Let's continue, though, to talk about John Klingberg in our fifth episode of the player evaluation series that we are doing this offseason, where we are going through the majority of the Dallas Stars roster and kind of evaluating the season that each individual player had. And as you know, if you've been listening, we're about 11 minutes into this recording. We are talking about John Klingberg, one of the longer tenured players uh, with the Dallas Stars on this roster. And, you know, we talked about last segment, the positives around John Klingberg, a lot of it being his effectiveness in facilitating and at least setting up good looks for this Stars team. So I think it's fair to say that, you know, he had the numbers of an active player, but not necessarily the numbers of an effective player. You know, we talk about how he, you know, played pretty well on the power play. He generated a lot of looks, got a lot of shots that were on net, but also just shots in general. He led the team in power play assist, 
power play points. He was top five on the team, but still there was something to be desired with his overall goals and assist numbers because Dallas was desperately in need of that secondary scoring that we've been talking about for so long now. And Klingberg has shown in the past that he is capable of being that guy uh, and being the person that can supply that to this team. But unfortunately, it just wasn't something that we saw from him a whole lot this season. It took him forever to score his first goal. Um, I don't even remember what game that was, but it felt like, I mean, a huge breakthrough when he finally did it. Um, and again, we talked about it last segment. Goal scoring has never really been Klingberg's number one thing that he's done well, but it's something that he has done somewhat efficiently throughout his career. And it felt like he took a step back in that department in the 2021-2022 season. And of course, it's not his fault that he did miss some games due to injury. Um, and of course, we talked about with Miro Haskin and some of the defensive pairing changes with the arrival of guys like Ryan Suter and Yanni Hockenpah. And then, of course, you're dealing with some other injury throughout the season. So guys like Thomas Harley are coming in. Joel Hanley's in and out of the lineup. Andre Secker is in and out of the lineup. So again, similar to Miro Haskin and some things that are out of John Klingberg's control. But it's just, I don't know, six goals just did not feel like enough from John this season. That tied a career low for him. The assist at 41, you know, were pretty much his saving grace on the stat sheet, but they weren't always there. It was so far and in between. You'd, you know, you'd have those games like the one against the Oilers where he has three assists, but then he would go five or six games in a row without a single point. Uh, that doesn't mean he's not being active because there were times where he was active defensively, but there were also times, uh, and I can't recall any specific plays, but watching games and Klingberg was kind of a step slow on his defensive assignment, and liability feels like a little bit of an excessive word, maybe a too strong of a word, um, but there were moments where teams kind of got the edge over the stars because they took advantage of a, a mental lapse or a lapse in judgment from John in kind of a bang-bang split-second moment, and so... I don't really know if that's, you know, the result of maybe he's trying to focus on, on the offensive side too much and then he, you know, has that lapse defensively. And again, I don't think it was too big an issue and I think it was a bigger issue for some other defensemen on the team that we'll probably talk about a little bit later in this series. But man, yeah, the offensive numbers from a guy who has traditionally been an offensive-minded defenseman, just not quite up to the standard um, that I personally would have liked to see. And again, maybe that's just on me for having my standards too high. But, you know, it, and it wasn't like it was an abysmal season, not a terrible season, um, but in a year where the Stars desperately needed secondary scoring, this would have been a great opportunity for Klinger to step up and be that guy uh, because he's one of the premier veterans on this team this past year. And I think he was, you know, it would have been really nice if had he been a little bit more of a consistent offensive presence. But again, not all of it uh, within his control. And speaking of things that he is either in control of or not. Um, a lot of this can be left up into interpretation. I think another big part of his season uh, for him, but also just this team, was the trade talks with John Klingberg, of course. Uh, the, the contract disputes that either were or weren't during the season, people saying he's demanding a trade and he wants out of Dallas, but then people saying, no, he wants to stay in Dallas, but he does want this big money and he will consider going elsewhere uh, if he's not able to get this contract and money in Dallas. And so, you know, a ton of different weird contract dispute storylines throughout the season. Uh, you know, we don't really know if the noise was more from him and his camp or the media, more likely the latter, more likely the media just trying to circulate stories, get clicks, uh, who would ever just try to put something flashy to generate clicks could not be me, he says sarcastically. Um, but you know, I just think it was weird 
that there was ever a narrative that John Klingberg was unhappy in Dallas and wanted out because from everything I could see, he seemed very happy in Dallas. He still seemed to enjoy his teammates, which, of course, there's things that go on behind closed doors that maybe we as the media and fans don't always see or know about, but just in press conferences and even out on the ice, I think there was still this sense of he likes playing with these guys. I mean, he's been playing with guys like Tyler and Jamie and Rads for quite some time now, and so it's not just something that I think switches um, – overnight where he just wants to be gone I mean I'm sure that he does want the money that he is after because I think he believes that he's earned it and deserved it to some degree Um, and so maybe part of him wants that but I don't think there was ever a part of him that was resentful to the city of Dallas or the Stars organization personally just from what I could see um, and from what I could gather and you know it's just got to be one of those things that had to make it difficult for him to focus at times, regardless of whether it was him kind of circulating these rumors or if it was the media, um, especially if it's the media circulating these rumors that he's unhappy in Dallas and wanting out as much as, you know, you got to say, okay, well, you got to push that stuff out as players and players probably say, oh, that stuff doesn't bother me. Um, it probably does linger somewhat mentally more than we as fans and media members know. And so I can imagine that that was just something that was kind of a pain in the butt to deal with for John Klingberg throughout the majority of the season and you know he seems to be wanting something in that range of the eight years 63 million dollars and yeah so many different talks i remember hopping on some different shows here on the lockdown podcast network to other teams in search of a defenseman for a playoff run talking about what klingberg could potentially provide to a team like i remember going on the carolina hurricane show a few times and talking with some other people as well um, about what it could look like a deal klingberg for fill in the blank obviously he was not dealt at the deadline, which I think the closer we got to the deadline and Miro Haskin and being sick was less shocking. I think it was pretty expected by the time that the, the trade deadline actually arrived on that Monday in late March that it was pretty well understood that he was going to stay unless some team just had an insane offer. Like, I don't think we were going to get, you know, Vlad Nemestikov or Scott Wedgwood for, um, for John Klingberg. Um, and right, and also it would, just wouldn't make sense for those teams because Detroit and Arizona both out of the playoff picture at that point. So it, it just would have taken a lot. But also, you know, these teams that were capable of making the playoffs and making deep runs like the Hurricanes weren't going to give up a big valuable piece like Nemestikov and Wedgwood might have been to their respective teams. So all in all, a very weird and odd distracting situation, um, a weird storyline that ended up not amounting to much, but it could amount to quite a bit this offseason, which is what we're going to talk about next after we take a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And we're closing out this Thursday episode of Locked on Stars, talking about what the next season will look like for John Klingberg. In my opinion, obviously none of this set in stone yet. At the time of recording this, John Klingberg is still a member 
of the Dallas Stars. He will be an unrestricted free agent when the offseason officially starts, air quotes, after the Stanley Cup playoffs come to an end, which is coming up sooner rather than later. We're about to be at the conference finals. At the time of recording this, the Colorado Avalanche are up, I believe, 2-0 um, over the St. Louis Blues. The Tampa Bay Lightning have swept the Florida Panthers in a pretty shocking round two series. I was expecting that series to be a lot more competitive. Uh, Rangers and Canes are tied at two apiece. And the Oilers and Flames. Uh, The Oilers up 3-1 to on the Flames in the Battle of Alberta. I believe that game happening too at the time of recording. Don't have that score pulled up. um, But maybe by the time you're hearing this, the Battle of Alberta is over and the Oilers are moving on. But nonetheless, whenever the season comes to an end, John Klingberg will be an unrestricted free agent. And it brings us to one of the sad truths of the NHL world, of the sports world, that despite how much we want to see it, sometimes a player just cannot stay with one team forever. And I believe that this is what is going to happen with John Klingberg. And I know, I know, I I don't want it to happen. I personally like John Klingberg. I think he's, from what I can tell from the the brief times I've been around him in post-game press conferences, he seems like a nice guy. He seems like a great guy to have in the locker room, a great guy to have on the team. I think he's been an excellent player for the Dallas Stars for years. But I think if we're just being honest and, and looking at this situation of what we of what we know of the information that has been presented to us, I don't know if it's very likely that John Klingberg will be returning to the Dallas Stars next season unless he's able to negotiate for less money. You know, if if he truly wants the length that eight year contract of around a little over sixty million dollars, you know, I think he's going to have to go somewhere else in the NHL to get that. However, I think if he's able to go below that and take less money for probably less years, I think that there's a chance that he could stay. You know, if he's willing to take a pay cut, I think that there is room for him on this roster. And I imagine that Jim Neal and company would probably want to keep him in, in whatever coach we get. Um, I think that's also going to play a huge factor in it is what the coaching system will look like. Because uh, there are some people that think that Klingberg, his stats and his numbers were dipping a little bit because he was playing under bonus. That's a whole conversation for another day. But that is definitely something to keep notice of. Um, I imagine that maybe Klingberg will stick around until the new coach is found. And then, you know, he'll make his decision. I'm sure that he'll be getting offers from other teams, uh, but also the Stars probably proposing an offer as well to keep him around. Probably not what he's wanting at this point in time, but maybe there can be some negotiation negotiations uh, done in order to try to keep him here in Big D. But, you know, I, I think he would be a great guy to keep around if, if possible, because like I said, he has that great chemistry with a lot of the older guys on this team and probably even with some of the younger guys as well. I mean, you just play with them long enough, you establish that good chemistry, and you learn to you know, just you bond with those guys and play well with those guys. He's a fan favorite. I know there's several Stars fans that absolutely love John Klingberg. He's always been supported by the fan base here. Um, and I know I think that's why he's been such an enjoyable player to watch because he feeds off the energy that the crowd gives him night in and night out. And he just always has a history of being a good player for the Dallas Stars. He has a good history of showing up in the postseason more often than not. Um, I believe it was him that hit that game winner in game six over the Nashville Predators in the first round of the playoffs. So he has those clutch moments in the playoffs he's a fan favorite beloved here in Dallas I just don't know how likely it is that he will be staying if he truly wants to get that big contract you know I just think that the Dallas Stars are going to have to make some cuts and say some unfortunate and sad goodbyes this offseason to in order to compensate some younger guys on the team that are either currently on the NHL roster or some guys that might actually be a little bit more deserving of the bigger paychecks in the future, whether that's at the prospect level or guys that might not even be on the team yet, guys that we could get in the draft or in free agency. 
So I just have a hunch that the Stars will move on from John if he does want that big contract in order to be able to compensate the next generation of Stars players. And overall, I think it would be a better move for Dallas if that is the case. I think in the long run that that would be the right thing to do, as sad as it would be to see a guy like John Klingberg go. But again, that's just an unfortunate part of the sports world is that it is a business and stuff like this does happen uh, where a beloved player, beloved by a franchise, beloved by a city could go on to play somewhere else just because they can't quite see eye to eye on what they want with their future with their organization. But it's a storyline that we will be continuing to follow this offseason as any storylines progress. I'm hoping that we can see John Klingberg back in Dallas but I don't think it's super likely. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Let me know what you think about the John Klingberg situation. Do you want him to stay in Dallas? If so, how much are, how comfortable are you paying him and how much money would you want him to be paid? Or what is your max amount that you would want to pay John Klingberg if you were the one deciding whether or not he gets to stay with the Stars? Thank you guys again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Make your second listen of the day, the Locked On NHL podcast from the first round of the playoffs to the final game in the Stanley Cup Finals. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. That show is free and available wherever you get your podcast at, just like the Locked On Stars podcast. Guys, don't forget to subscribe to our show on YouTube as well as your favorite podcasting platform. We will be continuing to crank out off-season content all summer long leading up to training camp and eventually the regular season. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we will be hitting on some more Dallas Stars off-season news. We'll talk a little bit about some prospects, some guys showing out in the playoffs in some different junior leagues, and we'll probably talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs as well. Uh, probably have a little bit more of a clear picture of what the conference finals will look like. But we'll talk about that on tomorrow's episode, Stars fans. I hope you have a great Thursday.